Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, tightened security around the Supreme Court in the wake of the draft majority opinion as Chief Justice John Roberts makes his first public appearance since the leak. New eight-foot fencing goes up around the Supreme Court. The new intelligence tonight about possible violence against the justices. Plus, the next battle over the abortion pill and our exclusive interview with former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. This is about controlling women. This is about turning the clock back. Wall Street freefall. Stocks plummet over inflation fears and rising interest rates. What does it mean for your wallet? And what should you do if you're close to retirement? New tornado threat. 48 million Americans in the path of severe storms. Tonight's other top headlines. The bloody battle for control of Mariupol. Breaking news as the FDA restricts the J&J vaccine. The concerning health alert about some blood pressure medications and a bad interaction with ibuprofen. Inside Trump's Oval Office, our 60 Minutes interview with former Secretary of Defense Mark Esper, the tense standoff. I just turn squarely around to him, face him and say, I don't have a quarter million troops to send on some ridiculous mission to the border. And a field of dreams for a young Yankees fan. The special moment between fans of two rival teams. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you so much for joining us on this Thursday night. And as we come on the air tonight, public protests are spreading across the nation following the leaked draft decision from the Supreme Court that would end federal protection of abortion rights. 
While the demonstrations have been mostly peaceful so far, there is growing concern about potential violence leading up to the official ruling. Fences have gone up around the Supreme Court as crowds are expected to grow in the days and weeks ahead. And CBS News has learned that the justices themselves have been given extra security while several justices have canceled upcoming public appearances. CBS News sat down with former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, who called the opinion incredibly dangerous and warned that more could be at risk than just abortion rights. We'll have more of our interview with Secretary Clinton in just a moment. But first, CBS's Ed O'Keefe will start us off from the White House. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Nora. That draft majority opinion on the future of abortion rights continues to reverberate nationwide. And now there are growing concerns about the potential for political violence against the Supreme Court justices themselves. The Supreme Court under lockdown. Eight-foot-high fencing now surrounds the building. All entry points are blocked to vehicles and more officers on patrol, a scene reminiscent of what Washington looked like after the January 6th attacks. The nine justices are also under heavier security. CBS News has learned general threats of violence against them are up. Their home locations have been shared online, and they're receiving more targeted personal phone threats. Justice Samuel Alito, author of the leaked majority draft opinion, canceled a scheduled appearance today in Nashville. The other justices are also cutting back on public events. The risk is real. Uh, the U.S. Marshal Service is there to provide protection for uh, judges in the federal judiciary, but it's not enough. Chief Justice John Roberts addressed the leak today, calling it absolutely appalling and called the leaker foolish. But the fallout has only intensified. In Illinois, surrounded by five states set to restrict abortion services, clinics are trying to prepare for a flood of new patients. If every state that touches Illinois suddenly has no access, we project even up to a five times increase in patient demand, especially at our health centers that border other states. Many of those out-of-state patients would be seen virtually and sent abortion pills, but those are also in jeopardy. At least 17 states have now introduced legislation to ban or restrict access to the pills. Michigan's Democratic Attorney General Dana Nessel worries it could happen in her state. Whether it's by medication, whether it's surgical, it doesn't matter. Abortion will be illegal in our state, period. Meanwhile, here at the White House, plans for a new press secretary. Corinne Jean-Pierre is set to become the first black person, first openly gay person to serve in the role. She's set to succeed Jen Psaki, who's stepping down next Friday. Nora? Ed O'Keefe, thank you. Earlier today, we sat down with former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton for her first interview since that leaked draft opinion. She says the consequences of overturning Roe versus Wade would go beyond abortion rights. This is about controlling women. This is about turning the clock back on half the population of our country. In the 2016 campaign, Donald Trump made it clear he would nominate justices who would overturn Roe versus Wade. Did you imagine it would happen this quickly? I warned about it in the campaign. I could see that the man I was running against would literally do anything to get the votes of the extreme faction uh, of the Republican Party uh, who were willing to uh, totally upend precedent and deny women their rights. So I did warn about it, but you know, it's hard to warn in the abstract. And I think a lot of people would say, well, that'll never happen, No, but nobody will do that. This opinion is dark. 
it is incredibly dangerous and it is not just about a woman's right to choose it is about much more than that and I hope people now are fully aware of what we're up against because the only answer is at the ballot box to elect people who will stand up for every American's rights and any American who says look I'm not a woman this doesn't affect me I'm not black that doesn't affect me I'm not gay that doesn't affect me once you allow this kind of extreme power to take hold you have no idea who they will come for next. It was nearly 30 years ago when Hillary Clinton famously said that phrase. And today it's led to this, the opening of the first ever global embassy for women. Elise Nelson is the president and CEO of the nonpartisan Vital Voices. It's certainly not lost on me that we are opening the doors to this global embassy for women's leadership at the same time that the rights that, quite frankly, I was born into are now being rolled back. I think we need a global embassy because we need permanence. If you look around, there are so few places for women to gather. On the walls, portraits of groundbreaking women, including her friend Madeleine Albright, the first female secretary of state. And I know you're thinking of Madeleine Albright on this day. Well, Madeleine and I, um we're the co-founders of Vital Voices all those years back. And it started as a dream that we could create a group that would keep the emphasis on women's issues and women's rights going forward. It's 2022. Yes, it is. Why are there still so few women in leadership positions in politics? It is so difficult to be in the public arena as a woman. And there is a double standard. Let's be very clear about that. Uh, women are, are judged much more harshly. To sustain the continuing pressure of being a woman in the public arena, you have to believe you're doing it for something bigger than just yourself. And we will have more of our interview tomorrow on CBS Mornings and on CBSNews.com. There is some breaking news tonight regarding the safety of a popular COVID vaccine. The news comes as the CDC says confirmed COVID cases are on the rise in 44 states as the U.S. closes in on a grim milestone, 1 million COVID deaths. Here's CBS's Nikki Batiste. Tonight, the FDA now says it is limiting the use of Johnson & Johnson's single-dose COVID vaccine to adults who can't get any other COVID shot because of a rare but potentially life-threatening risk of blood clots, just as another Omicron subvariant has swept in. From the Northeast, where COVID cases are up nearly 160%, to the West, a 200% spike in Los Angeles County. The question is, what lies ahead? We have our eye on the South. When people spend more time indoors uh, to be in air-conditioned rooms, you're likely going to see more transmission. Cases are up in 44 states. Hospitalizations are rising in 33. We have this new ultra-contagious Omicron subvariant, and we also have people returning to pre-pandemic life. They're not masking, they're um, socializing indoors. A COVID outbreak on Carnival Spirit cruise ship from Miami to Seattle forced passengers who tested positive, like Darren Seifertson, to isolate in their rooms. I literally stayed in this room for six days with no telephone service. They wouldn't answer the phone. Carnival insists travelers were vaccinated and tested before boarding and that their health and safety protocols exceed CDC guidelines. A reminder, the pandemic is not over. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, New York.
Turning now to the economy, it was an all-day freefall on Wall Street as concerns over inflation and preventing a recession mount. The Dow, Nasdaq, and S&P all plummeted today with investors worried that the Federal Reserve's plan to fight inflation could slow the economy. The sell-off came just one day after the best trading day in two years on Wednesday. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger is here. Glad you're here, Jill. Good evening. What's causing the volatility? Well, investors are worried that for the first time in 40 years, the Fed is actually raising interest rates after inflation has already increased substantially. So the fear is that the central bank will either not be able to get inflation down quickly enough to steady the economy or that they go too fast and trigger a recession. It's like the Fed is driving a speeding car. They're tapping on the brakes and trying to slow it down over the next couple of years. If they don't get it right, the car, our U.S. economy, could veer off that road and land in a recessionary ditch. Well, let's hope they do get it right. Mm. What should people do, especially those who are worried about retirement? Look, these days are tough, but I think it's helpful to remember most of us are saving for long-term goals like retirement or college, likely years or decades in the future. Hopefully, those who are already retired didn't have as much risk in the stock market. But if you're spooked and you're tempted to sell, remember, if you cash out now, you are timing the market. And Nora, we know that rarely works. That's an important reminder. Jill Schlesinger, thank you. There was another deadly attack in Israel today as that country celebrated its Independence Day. At least three people were killed and four wounded in a stabbing attack near Tel Aviv. There's been a wave of violence in recent weeks between Israelis and Palestinians. Tonight, CBS News has learned that the United States provided intelligence to Ukraine that led to last month's sinking of one of Russia's most essential warships, the guided missile cruiser named Moskva. A senior defense official says the U.S. did provide the location but had no role in the decision to strike it. Meanwhile, word of a third rescue operation is underway in Mariupol to help the remaining civilians trapped inside that besieged steel plant. CBS's Charlie Daggett reports from Ukraine. Amid a shattered truce, heavy fighting breaking out and Russian troops trying to finish off remaining fighters. Hundreds of civilians remain trapped in the middle of what has become a fight to the death at the steelworks in Mariupol. The Red Cross confirming to CBS News tonight another rescue operation is underway following the successful evacuation of more than 400 civilians. It's a very difficult and dangerous operation. It's an active conflict. So the, the routes might be, might be dangerous. Uh, there might be uh, active fighting ongoing in the surrounding areas. The Russian offensive has already moved on from Mariupol. A U.S. official tells CBS News around 10,000 troops have pushed north, part of an advance that has swallowed towns in its path. Like Azov, north of Mariupol, from where this family told us they escaped with their lives. After surviving the massacre in Bucha herself, Yuka Malachenko begged her family to flee from the south. I was just saying, please, get out of there, please, just leave, she said. Is the whole family back together now? Yes, 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 she said. Despite Russia's persistent onslaught, Ukrainian forces are holding the line with significant help from U.S. weapons and intelligence. Intelligence that has enabled Ukrainian forces to target and kill a number of Russian generals since the war began. 
There's further U.S. intelligence to suggest that Russia will try to forcibly annex the eastern regions of Donetsk and Luhansk, as well as the southern city of Kherson in the coming weeks, even as the battle for those regions continues. Nora? Charlie Daggett, thank you. Let's turn now to our interview with former Defense Secretary Mark Esper. He takes us inside the Oval Office during a tense standoff over what he calls a ridiculous plan to send 250,000 troops to the U.S.-Mexico border. On this Sunday, 60 Minutes, he reveals more details from a new book, his new book, A Sacred Oath, which he says was fact-checked at the highest levels of the Pentagon. Who suggested that we send a quarter million U.S. troops to the border. Yeah, Stephen Miller. We're in a meeting waiting for the president to come out. We're standing around the Resolute desk, and uh, he's behind me, and this voice just starts talking about uh, caravans are coming, and, and we need to get troops to the border, and uh, we need a quarter million troops. And I think he's joking. And then I turn around, and I look at him, and he's in these deadpan eyes. It's clearly he is not joking. And so I, I say something like, well, look, DHS can handle whatever caravans are coming up. They've done so in the past, and he said, and he said, he repeats, no, we need a quarter million troops, and I just turn squarely around to him, face him, and say, I don't have a quarter million troops to send on some ridiculous mission to the border. And I told this story to uh, General Milley and my chief of staff. I said, let's be safe. Let's just check and make sure that this isn't being worked somewhere in the building. And Milley comes back days later, and the door opens up, and he's waving a document is in hands and he says something like, Secretary, you're not going to believe this. And that's when he explains to me that yes, they were working, that we had developed a plan, initial concept of how this might happen. And I was just flabbergasted that not only was the idea proposed, but that people, people in my department were working on it. What would have been the implications if we had sent 250,000 active duty U.S. troops to the border? <laughs> It's just so absurd. I, I can't even consider it. I mean, again, we don't have 250,000 troops to send to the border. And to do what? Uh, it, it's just ridiculous. Whatever happened to that plan? Well, it died. I gave uh, General Milley specific instruction to tell NORTHCOM, Northern Command, to stop working on it, to cease and desist, and that if anybody had any questions, you tell them they should call me direct. And I, I never got a phone call. It was dead. It was dead, and it died, as it should. Well, when reached by CBS News, Stephen Miller declined to comment. We'll have more of my interview with former Defense Secretary Mark Esper on tomorrow's CBS Evening News and Sunday night on 60 Minutes. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green 
Do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Tonight, the South is facing the threat of severe storms for a second straight day. A reported tornado damaged a mobile home park in Rusk County, Texas. That's outside Dallas, injuring some residents. Overnight, a school took a direct hit from a large tornado near Oklahoma City. Some areas were swamped by nearly a foot of rain, triggering floods that trapped people in their cars and homes. Tornado watches are posted tonight across Texas, Arkansas, saw Louisiana as the storm system pushes east. All right, tonight researchers warn that people who take certain blood pressure medications and ibuprofen could be damaging their kidneys. Scientists found that some people who mix hypertension medications and ibuprofen can develop acute kidney injury, which in some cases can be permanent. Patients are advised to speak with their health care provider about the combination of this drugs of these drugs. All right, tonight Gerber Baby Food has a new chief growing officer. The new Gerber baby is named Isa. She's seven months old from Oklahoma and was born with part of her right leg missing, making her the first Gerber baby to have a limb difference. Isa captivated the judges with her bright smile and personality. Mom describes her as a crazy happy baby. We wanted to share a heartwarming moment between baseball rivals. It happened when Yankee star Aaron Judge hit a, hit a home run in Toronto Tuesday night against a Blue Jays fan named Mike Lanzalito. Retrieved the ball when he unexpectedly handed it to a nine-year-old boy named Derek Rodriguez who was wearing an Aaron Judge shirt. The boy was overwhelmed with tears by the gesture of kindness. The next day, Rodriguez and Lanzalito got to meet Judge. The slugger signed the ball, gave the boy a pair of batting gloves, and on top of that, the two families were invited to the Bronx for a future game, a moment proving it's okay to cry in baseball. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, ahead of Saturday's Kentucky Derby, Steve Hartman goes on the road with a tribute to a horse with a winning spirit despite never making the winner's circle. And a reminder, if you can't watch this live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell right here in our nation's capital. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.